0: Welcome back to Confessions from the Couch. Last week's episode, we discussed dating. We talked about the different stages of dating, of talking, the dating stage, and then being in a relationship. Then we even got into a heated conversation about our own requirements and expectations of being with someone. This week's episode, Confession 8, Single, Committed, or In-Between, Part 2 of Dating. We talked about our own requirements and expectations last week. So this week, let's talk about deal breakers and red flags. Start with the deal breakers. What are deal breakers when you are considering considering dating someone? So I
1: would say bad communication is one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> I always want to talk about everything. If we have a little disagreement, I don't care. We're going to talk about it. And I also think it's important, um, since we you, you said dating, I feel like communication is key so that you're both on the same page and you guys know what you want and know what you guys are doing and you're not wasting time.
0: I definitely agree. Same. And being open,
2: not necessarily airing out all your business, but being open letting the person know like what's going on maybe like why you're feeling a certain way without probably telling too much information if you don't want them to know yet but yeah we don't need no ghosters around here
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's a deal breaker in itself you go come back Mm -hmm. um Um, for me i would say a deal breaker Mm, i gotta think about this
2: I feel like deal breakers they're not I mean some people do have some requirements on you know like what's not acceptable but some most people like take them as they come like you reconsider like what's happening and then certain deal breakers they're conditional to like what's going on around you like you reevaluate what's happening at that moment and you ask yourself the question on you know whether can I deal with this? And we talked about this previously with are your friendships serving you? So it kind of correlates with the same thing. So yeah, you don't know how much you can take until it happens. So I feel like that's when the deal breakers come down.
0: I think that's true. But I also think that you go in knowing what you won't deal with dealing with other, like previous relationships. So dealing with somebody who smoked weed all day and then just like, I don't want to deal with that. Like you have to function off of weed. I don't want to deal with you. <laughs> like you're a functional weed addict. Like, no, thank you. That's true. And when you put it like that,
2: like that makes me more, of, more aware of what a deal breaker is for me like off of the head like i can't off the top of my head (laughs) i can't um think of anything right now but yes definitely that like i honestly i don't condone the whole smoking thing and if you need to be doing it every day yeah that is kind of a i don't know it it might be damn near close to deal breaker
0: (laughs) it's also a red flag if we want to throw that one in there too yeah
2: Wait, in what sense?
0: Um, it's oh, a you need to function. You need to function off of weed. Oh. That's, I think, like, if you need to, at that point, I think you need AA.
1: So what about people? I agree with you guys, but I do know people who need it for medical reasons. Like, they have back pains or knee pains or whatever. And weed does have a lot of health benefits. So I'm going to say, again, everything is like kind of gray for me personally. If you just like smoke weed because you just want to be high and zooted out your mind all day, I can't get with it. But if you're actually using it for other purposes, it
0: may be. That's the know. thing, though. Recreational versus medicinal are very two different things. Yeah. Exactly. Recreational um, fun where you want to be <laughs> high all day is very different versus let me smoke this because I'm in pain. It's like you're managing your doses. The same thing you got to take Percocet. You're managing your doses. You're not getting high off it for the fun of it.
1: Yeah. Oh gosh.
2: And like how many people do you really meet that actually need it for those purposes? Damn near to none.
1: I mean, <laughs> no one cool. person.
2: That's why I brought it up. We are out here,
1: but I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I would also say bad hygiene or someone who doesn't take care of themselves.
0: Mm.
1: If you stink all the time, oh, this sounds so bad. But <laughs> odor all the time, or like, but I can't say odor because some people have like health conditions. But if you don't take care of yourself and you just look sloppy and like you don't care that is a hell of a turn off for me. Like, I can't, I can't do it.
2: But does that also reflect around the people that's around that same person? Because granted, yes, you can smell yourself. You should be able to smell yourself. But shouldn't it also be the responsibility of other people
1: to tell you when something is wrong too? I would say as far as an odor, maybe. But if you're just a sloppy person, that's different. You're just, you just don't care. And you're just nasty, and you don't, that's just nasty. Well, maybe you have mental issues. <laughs> okay, we could be friends.
0: <laughs> think about it too. This is the person you're thinking about being in a relationship with long term. Like, these are the factors that you are considering.
2: I agree, though. I agree.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're just so funny. She's just poking at the moment. I think. <laughs> To get off, like, the shallow part, I don't want to call them shallow, but, like, the parts of a person like that, I'm also thinking about, like, commitment in terms of you say you're going to do something and then you don't do it type of person, and the procrastination in you um, just sits back and, like, don't want to do anything, like, you're idle for a long period of time. I think that comes into question of a deal breaker slash red, red flag for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: that's a potential man, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that is, oh my gosh, potential is good at at a certain point, but you know we got to manifest after a while. So that definitely is a deal breaker too for me.
1: <laughs> Should I talk about the YouTube couple now? Then that's or- what. I, yeah, I was leading us okay. into that i see you i see you so i followed this youtube couple and their name is like josh and E C, and the girl is african beauty and they've been together since like college i think and it's been like five years and they were talking about basically every year they were together and given their highlights and things they've been through and she said that the guy was like a 4.5 student in college he was a valedictorian, like he was a football player. So his life was basically surrounded, like it was just, it revolved around college. So she was getting ready to graduate and he was trying to get his life together. So he wasn't really thinking about life after school. So that turned into them, well, him being idle and him not really doing anything. And she's like the successful YouTube. Star and she has her career popping, making money, making moves. And he wasn't doing anything, couldn't find a job at one point, he was homeless. So she kind of just kept giving him deadlines because, yes, she saw the potential in him. But I feel like with that potential, you gotta kind of. I personally agree with the deadlines, you or other ways to basically put action behind the potential because you could have a million ideas but if there's no work or nothing to back it up or no progress or ideas to actually go through with things then what are we doing so I don't know like the whole have potential thing you can work with the person if you feel like the person is worth it it's just like helps them basically get to where they want to be but if you still do that and they still aren't doing anything then that's just a whole other conversation but I kind of forgot what I wanted to say about this, but yeah.
2: About should you give a person deadlines?
1: Yeah, so what do you guys think if you were in a situation like that and the guy had all these ideas or the potential guy, would you give him deadlines? How would you handle that situation?
0: It's hard to say, honestly. Because I feel like then if you're giving a person deadlines, are you micromanaging your relationship? It may be helpful to support the person, but I don't know. I guess the conversation will then be, uh, like, Bae, how do you want me to support you to, like, further your dreams and help contribute to what we're building? But uh, I don't know. I guess because he was meeting the deadlines. I don't know, but that doesn't work for every person.
1: Well, technically, he wasn't meeting the deadlines, and it got pushed back, I think, a whole year. And I don't think it was, like, by this date, you need to go on in an interview. By this date, you need to have a, at least one interview. By this date, you need to be working or making this much. It was basically just get a job and get your life together. So I feel like giving someone a deadline to get a – even a deadline. Like, saying deadline to get a job, that's kind of like, uh. But – A time frame? with that be together, much? Huh? A time frame would that be more helpful yes that would be I feel like that sounds a little better but it is hard to get a job don't get me wrong but I don't think it should take like six months to a year to get a job because at that point I feel like you might just have to have something coming in but I don't think he was working at all so
2: um I feel like having <laughs> deadlines is it, it it did sound scary, like, why would you, why would I even want to do all of that? But I guess she saw, she really liked him, or she really loved him, or whatever the case maybe is, and she felt like she was getting to the point where she was going to break up with him, and she wanted to give him another chance or another opportunity to get right. So, I mean, I do agree with her to an extent, and it kind of does sound like an ultimatum, because I feel like I would have did, did the same thing, too. But, um, she's right. Come on. Like, I mean, a deadline is, you know, it's coming and you know what the consequence is going to be if it, if you don't push through on what's supposed to happen. So I guess like that's an extra push for him. If he, if he's really serious about the relationship, then, hey, if that's what he needed, then, you know. But that's not for everybody, like Laisha said, too. So, it might work on certain people and it might not work on others, but I agree with her, like, if that's what you want, then, hey, make him understand, like, you could be out the door in five seconds if you don't get your act together.
0: Yeah. I think this goes into, Do y'all remember the episode on Insecure when um, Issa was talking and Lawrence had just started dating uh, Condola, I think that's her name, Yeah, Mm -hmm. and Issa was basically saying that she waited around for a year for Lawrence to get herself together and then got to her end point and that's when she ended up cheating on him. But it's like she puts all this time and energy into Lawrence throughout their relationship for her to basically end up walking away because, and then for the time that she put into him, Condola ended up getting the work, like the work basically, not the work. Condola ended up getting
1: <clears throat> she like all the time her.
0: and effort that Issa had put into him basically. She She benefited off of that.
2: But even before then, too, like, once they broke up, he got a hit job. Everything was just flourishing, and it was just, like...
0: hmm that's what I'm saying. It's like, as soon as they broke up, my man got his whole life together. And I guess now thinking about it, I look at it two ways. It's like, maybe that relationship wasn't working for him to sit there. But she waited a whole year for him to get herself together, gave him deadlines, essentially supporting him and for it to all just be I don't know all that to be given to the next woman I feel like in that case like
2: I don't want to say he had things handed to him but he was in a comf- he was kind of in like a comfortable spot where you know he would still be okay even though he doesn't have a job but at that point when they broke up he ended up having to move in with one of his boys or whatever the case maybe is. And I believe he has a wife. Was it it that friend? Okay. Yeah, you want to get out of that situation. And without the job, you know, you want to try your best to pull yourself out that situation. So he was in an uncomfortable spot at that moment. And in uncomfortable situations, that is the, like, brewing moment for change. So...
1: So that makes me question, like, Issa trying to be a good girlfriend and a supportive girlfriend, trying to help him and do everything she felt as though he needed, if she would have, like, switched it up a little bit and put some fire under his ass and made him uncomfortable, do y'all think that would have changed the situation? Because she was, at the same time, she was kind of making him comfortable and kind of, like, pacifying him a little bit. So since he was put in an uncomfortable situation, that's when he decided to get his stuff together. So I feel like being in that, maybe you have to switch up things you're doing because clearly helping him and giving him, quote unquote, everything he needed didn't work. But when he didn't get everything he needed, that's when he got his, his stuff together.
0: How do you do that when you're dating someone, though? I know they were like literally in a relationship, but how do you do that when you're dating someone?
1: I think tough love, a little, like, I love you is coming from a good place, but you got to get your stuff together. For the YouTube couple, that was her saying, I'm giving you a deadline, but it wasn't an actual deadline because she kept pushing it back. But like basically saying, like, giving them a reality check, like, you got to get your stuff together. It's like, you got to be sweet. It's like a little spice and sugar. I don't know what I'm trying to say right now, but basically, like constructive criticism, like you got to get your stuff together. I'm not saying this to hurt you. I'm seeing it so you can get your stuff together. So, mm. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. That's I don't, really hard. I feel like everybody needs a
2: push, but you got to help yourself, too. So, I mean, having somebody behind you all the time, I don't know. It it kind of wears down on the other person who is trying to help, too. So,
1: yeah, because yeah, when know. he finally talked, Issa was saying that she didn't... Basically, it wore on her. I I don't remember exactly what she said, but she didn't even want to, like, have sex. Or, it was something about, basically, he was starting to wear her confidence, something. But that's not cool.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know. Essentially, though, I guess the point that we're all getting to, though, is help me help us help you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I guess when you're dating, when you're in this trying to figure out in between stages of what you all are doing and you get stuck, help me, help us, help you. And I don't even know how to further elaborate and break that down, (laughs) but it makes sense if you think about it. (laughs) But like, essentially the end result is like helping us build and be further along than where we are and like our own goals, because I'm pretty sure if you're dating, you're talking about your own goals and things that you want, and then you're aligning it to each other so that you are pushing each other forward to get there. So how are we helping each other? Agreed. And also try not to
2: be too stagnant in the whole potential guy, I guess. You can really get lost in that, in what you think he, that he can become or she can't become. And you know, if they are not helping themselves, then I mean, I guess, kick them to the bucket. I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> <to the bucket>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's the reality of it. Like a lot of people are so much talk and there no action. And that kind of gets you frustrated too, like, you're saying all of this stuff and you're not doing it. It's just like, all right, just shut up now.
0: That's a red flag for me. That's a you-gotta-go-dog type of situation. Bye. Deuces. That is literally kick the bucket. Thank you, Liv. Yes. <laughs> like, but you
2: know, situations, was the same thing, too. But you kind of just like, your limitations to quit, just to quit it, it kind of got extended, too, at the same time.
0: Wait, say that again? Like, um,
2: you just said that that was a red flag.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: now your ex, you, you just made it like quick and simple, like they're going to be done. But in these situations, like they got a longer length of time to, for you to decide like, oh, I'm going to kick them to the curb. Yeah. So I guess it depends on the situation. I That's
0: know. because with that, I think you don't realize or see it until it, like, it manifests later. So someone is saying, oh, a month from now. No, say, you all been dating for about four or five months, and they've been talking about this, right? And then you move into the next stage of your relationship, and they're still talking, and it's now, like, eight months later until y'all, like, dating and being together. What you still talking about at this point? Why you ain't do nothing? (laughs) Like, you're just, like, "Mm, all right. I'm gonna give you two more months to make this work. If not, we we gotta go our separate ways.
1: I feel like at that point, once you realize like, oh, you said you were gonna do this and eight months went by, mm-hmm. as like someone who wants to be with that person and wants to help that person, I think you can also have a conversation and be like, hey, so what happened to this goal? Like what's up, what's going on with it? And not just like in your head saying, Well, I'm gonna give you two more months. I feel like that person could be stagnant, that person could need help. That person could have forgot, so I I think like, you could <laughs> you could uh, just ask them like what's what's going on what's up with it. So that's also a way of still helping that person, you know.
2: Agreed. Because I w- I was just about to ask like, should you tell them like I'm about to give you two months? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> you should, but at the same time, in your head, it's just like. You have all these goals in your head, quote unquote goals, I would say, in your head and you're just, you should have the damn timeline and I'm here giving you a damn timeline in my own head. I mean, hey, should you let them be aware? Because then they might want to just be done with you at that point also. So I, well, probably with me because it's how you say it, so.
1: Uh.
2: <laughs> it's definitely how you say it because you know you don't want to hurt their ego or anything like that, but it is a real conversation to have.
0: So it's definitely a conversation worth having. Like, that is definitely a conversation that you just can't let it sit. And then two months come by, and you'd be like, I gave you two months. When you was gonna tell me you gave me two months?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man. If- That leads us into, like, questions you should ask during the dating stage, though. We already talked a lot about goals. I think that is, like, one of the most common things that you all should be talking about during, like, the dating stage. Like, what are your goals? What are your ambitions? How are you going to get there? Like, I'm not leaving it at goals. Oh, and, like, this is what I see. No, baby, I need a smart goal. Give me your smart (laughs) goal. I need a time frame how you measuring it is it realistic if not how are we going to tweak it <laughs> like i need to be specific <laughs> oh, i want to get a house one day for real me too how you getting it <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I need—is it illegal? Is it legit? Like, I need to know how you' getting it, and like any means necessary, you put this work in. Oh like, I need to know the nitty gritty, specific details.
2: Agreed, agreed. So goals are yeah. very important. It's a common question, but it's very important, and okay. can be a deal breaker yet again. So, yeah. <laughs> Long distance. Can you guys deal with that?
0: I, I have. Same. I have done it.
1: Wait, okay. when were these long-distance relationships? Um, <laughs> what the hell? We've been in
2: school for, like,
0: ever. So we've never had, like, things
2: going on while we were in school.
0: Yeah, math my my, my was cool. My senior year. In school? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. But, I mean, but that is a question to ask on dating. Like, are, if, well, it had to be like, I'm in school. You're back wherever you are. Can we make this work? Is this going to work? How are we going to ensure that it works? Type of conversation. Mm-hmm.
2: This is when communication whew, is key. Effort is key like you actually gotta put in the most work during long distance like you know just make it work if you think it's worth it then just make it work
0: the
1: schedule i feel like it would would you say Alicia?
0: I said schedules be real different
1: i don't know though because i still feel like my first answer is no because my, my love language, my number one is quality time. And I, I want to see you a couple times a week. But if the person, like, if we can make it work, then we can make it work. But ideally, I wouldn't want to.
0: Well, ideally, nobody wants a long
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> You make it work because you want it. Because you have to yeah. at that moment. Not because... Forever. You, because... Right. I'm going to live on the East Coast while you're on the West Coast. And we're just going to do this thing. <laughs> like... True. I mean
2: granted some people do do that but um,
0: I ain't doing that that's
2: healthy yeah
0: I'm so, like 400 miles away not 4,000 that's a big difference <laughs> Yeah, 400 is still a long time too shoot 400 yeah. miles is, but that's I get you we driving and that's only like 3 hours versus no, it is nice. what the hell well I was just saying for me not for you
1: I think that's like 40 hours.
2: That's a long, Yes, exactly. About, it takes you about a minute per mile.
0: About a minute per mile. I was exaggerating with the 400, but. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's damn near
2: California, too.
0: (laughs) I'm thinking more like a Maryland, Virginia situation to a New York, Pennsylvania situation. So maybe like a two to three state minimum? like we right here in the box of the states like i can literally drive to you
2: the state can't be too big and you we can't be going horizontally we only can be going vertically
0: oh then we ain't going to virginia because virginia is the biggest damn state all the way around lord oh my gosh hmm.
2: <sighs> but yeah it's definitely a conversation to be had Oh, I guess the te- the talking stage in that situation. Maybe if it does start off like long distance, maybe you're doing like um dating apps and stuff like that. That's where you'll mainly find your long distance relationships. Or you, know, you can probably find somebody who's coming into town too. But um, it probably might be worked out during the talking stage before you know getting into the dating. Or you know, life can be spontaneous. You find a job. And that's like a huge thing too. So yeah, I guess it depends on what stage you're in. And is that something you want at that stage? You know, like if you're talking, maybe you might shy away from something like that versus, you know, you guys are well-invested and, you know, it's something worth doing.
0: Traveling do you enjoy traveling if i say i book the trip are you packing your bag and coming with me
1: and if you wait be prepared to break up
0: <laughs> well are you booking the trip and surprising me what flowers? You
1: know i like to travel decorate the room with flowers and candles all that say it again be able to post, I said, decorate the room with flowers and all that. I want to be able to post a picture of me on the beach, and the picture say me and somebody's son. Okay, like, that's the type of... <laughs> me. me and mine, ain't
0: nobody's son, listen. Oh, oh my gosh.
2: But you know what's weird? Like, there are people out there that don't like to travel. Let's never mind, like, your fear of flying,
0: but, like, just the basic, like, Come on. You're missing out. A road trip. It's traveling.
2: Listen, a people
0: ride. Seen. It's traveling. Yeah, I mean. I think that's a deal breaker for me. Yeah. yeah. She, she, but she'll plan a trip a, on a weekend and go. She yeah. does have that's- a breed.
2: your reasoning will probably have to be I don't I can't even think of a damn reason that you would say that you know you don't want to travel I mean like you don't want to experience different different things that would be my main concern like you
0: want to experience different things like Jesus oh you're not cultured we're not dating yeah
2: damn Mm,
0: yeah uh, yeah I was about to say, for me to just be American, I have experienced different cultures. I dip my toe in everything, try different things, experiences. Nope. Mm-mm. Yes.
2: Yeah, you need a little spice in your life.
0: <laughs> Maybe mess with me. I might be all the spice they need.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. No. Woo! <laughs> 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 Oh my gosh. So, uh, I guess more questions. Where do you see this going? What are your intentions? These are like questions you need to ask, sort of, in the beginning, so you can, you know, know where it's going and be on the same page. As you, oh, can, uh, a a relationship and somebody else could want a FWB. I don't friends with benefits. I don't know why I abbreviated that. But yeah,
0: just I think that's important too. Or you find yourself in a situation entanglement
2: ah! <laughs> entanglement, oh Jesus, oh my gosh, but yeah, definitely, like mhm, somebody who's not ready for a relationship, then okay, you're about to find yourself with somebody else that wants the same thing too, because I'm not about to have it, uh-.
1: Heats. That's important too.
2: Yeah, it is.
1: Only if it's long term though. Because if you're just having fun, do you boo. But if you see like a future with that person, then I think that's very important. What do you mean? Like if you're just dating to casually date and just having fun and you don't really want anything serious or see anything serious at all and you you're sure that there's nothing serious and there's no possibility i don't think is that big of a deal but if you want something more serious or see a future with the person then it's a big deal oh okay.
2: asking them if they want to have kids
1: or how they feel about kids in general yeah hey well,
0: even if they have kids
1: yeah
2: that's because yeah. that's what i was thinking about too
1: okay okay
0: you have kids do you live with the baby mama are you in? are y'all living in the same house do you have a girlfriend
1: Mm-hmm, yep, she just comes and try to fight me Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no baby mama drama over here But what were you about to say? That. That's a serious question You ever hear about crazy people, baby moms and stuff?
0: But he will tell you straight up, like, my baby
2: mama's crazy
1: yeah, so
0: no. I, yeah, when they baby mom, I don't like the term baby mama, I really don't like saying it I don't like it, it sounds so hood not even that it's just so many stigmas that come with being a black woman in America and you have children and you're like your baby mama but like the mother of their children like do you have one of those do you have multiple of those like how many kids do you have and are they by the same woman
1: how's your relationship are y'all co-parenting are you a debbie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Question>.
0: <laughs> um also we didn't talk about this but i just thought about it how is your relationship with your mother is a question i will ask on the dating stage and then i would like to see said relationship because if you treat your mama like some woman on the street we not talking Mm-mm. mm-hmm Because I am a firm believer when I have seen it, and I've seen it myself, when you treat your mama like garbage, you therefore treat the woman in your life as such.
2: Okay, so would that also be the same as, you know, the child, well, let me not say the child, but the man or the woman, they weren't close with the parent, and you know, some things happened down in their childhood or whatever.
0: No, I mean, if you have a relationship with that person and like there was no trauma, there was no inconsistencies in a relationship, you just are that nasty towards them for no goddamn reason.
2: And feel like you're entitled?
1: Yeah. Okay. So on the flip side of this, I have a question. What about if their relationship is amazing with their mother and they're protective and they go above and beyond for their mom? Because some women think that men are mama's boys and that scares them off and that's an issue for them. So how do you guys feel about that?
2: Because sometimes, well, they have, they had a movie like that. I think it was Think Like a Man or one of those movies with Terrence. Terrence, he was a mama's, a mama's. Oh, yes, yes, movie. yes, yes. yes. yes and yeah like do you really need validation from your mom about you know what interest in a woman or a man all the time like i feel like that's extra it, it is i mean people do value opinions but like what is your opinion mm-hmm. is that what really matters so but
1: is there like a level to it do you think like say it wasn't on no like extreme stuff like that do you think them being too close to their mom is an issue
2: no because maybe that's all they had and she probably broke her back I mean you know like went above and beyond I mean that's what a mom does but he probably saw or she probably saw the amount of stress and work that she put in so yeah You know, I don't think that's a red flag or anything. Unless it starts to get weird, then that's the problem. (laughs)
1: Okay.
0: I guess, and then the last question to ask, well, of course, there's multiple questions that you should ask and can ask, but I think one that we, all of us agreed on for sure, for sure, was spirituality. And like, this is like one of the biggest ones. It's like probably my first question on the date. Like, Do you believe in God? (laughs) Do you believe in going to church? Do you believe in reading your Bible?
2: Agreed. I have a bad habit, honestly, of like assuming that people believe in God until they show me like or a conversation comes up and it's like completely different than what I thought. And I'll just be like, what the hell? (laughs) asking questions <laughs> that's pretty bad because you know not everybody believes in the same thing or you know don't believe at all but yeah that is a conversation to have because it can be a deal breaker when you decide to reflect on the future and what you actually want and if kids are coming into play and marriage and all of that stuff so it is important to ask
1: yeah
0: For this next part, for our listeners, I just want to give a preface for what we are talking about next. This conversation started between the three of us, and we thought it was pretty interesting based upon just some experiences that we have heard about and seen, so we wanted to bring it up on this episode, um, since we are talking about dating, and the question of would you ever consider or have you ever dated a bisexual man? came up for us and so we just wanted to discuss it and like an overall sense of it is an interesting aspect of dating and an interesting aspect especially in our in our world and our time of we are becoming more progressive and more open to different situations and things in America which is really great and so I am posing the question to my fellow co-hosts to share their ideals out loud of would you ever consider dating a bisexual man?
1: Okay, so I guess I'll start. Um, I feel like I have to say a disclaimer before I share my personal opinion. I support the LGBTQ community 100%. I love people who can just live in their truth and do what they want to do, and love who they want to love. I love love, and I'm a big advocate for all people being in love. Um, Personally, I don't think I could date a bisexual man for various reasons, but I just don't like the idea of mixing the two. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it for other people who are open to that. I just wouldn't want to, and it, it bothers me in a sense so I personally wouldn't date someone who's bisexual if you had like an experience I feel like that's different because you it would still kind of bother me a little bit but you tried it and you knew for sure that you didn't like that experience I don't know this re- is a really tricky subject but I don't think I could date someone who was openly bisexual I think this came up when we
0: were discussing it at first and the fact of I would never want to feel like I have to compete with someone because we already for some reason there's this thing where women are already competing against other women it's like it's not enough fish I'm quoting fish like men out here in the world for women like we're already competing against each other and then to feel like I have to compete with like then compete with another person like compete with women then compete with a man on top of that like I have to compete for your affection depending on what which other situation if I'm saying it right like I just don't feel like I have to like I want to compete but my stance on is I don't know because I've never been offered or ever been in a situation where it came up to be to ever date a bisexual man I just don't know but I if the if it did come to that I'm going to be like, I ain't competing, so um, are we doing this thing for real, for real? Or you want to see what you, like, what's going to happen? <laughs> me
2: personally, I agree with Amara on the whole stance of the LGBTQ community also, but um, I don't think dating a bisexual man is like, for me. I don't, yeah, just now. Yeah, I'm just going to say clear-cut, no. They say while they're dating you, you know, they're just into you at that point. But, like, I feel like it gets way too complicated. Like, I also have to worry. The whole cheating thing, I think that's that's the, like, real fear of it, too. Like, you have too many options.
1: I think the part that also kind of bothers me about it. Like say, um, you want to be with another woman in a sense, this may sound dumb, but it's just my logic. I could give you what, what another woman could give you. I could never give you the masculinity. I can never give you the feel of being a man. I can never be a man for you. Mm -hmm. So I think that also kind of, I think about that as well. Like It's not just, like, about sex or having a vagina or penis, but it's, like, that feminine energy that, like, light touches and stuff like that, that I feel like women could also give you, like, a different woman, but does that make sense? I agree. Yeah, I just feel like what a man could do for you, I could never do. That's true, in a
0: sense, yeah. Yeah. Yeah because it also depends on their own preference because we all have our preference of men and women sometimes well i guess like have you ever dated a man that was that head like that presented feminine tendencies of like he touched you with soft and gentle and it's not all rough like most like masculinity shows us to be does that make sense I feel like I get what you mean, but I feel like that's a
2: shallow thing to to think of a bit. Mm. I've seen a Twitter thread about things like that, but I mean, like it, it's a bit shallow. Like, what the hell? He's still a damn man.
0: I wasn't taking it out that sense. I'm just saying, like, preference of like I rather a man touch me with a gentle touch than one that is rough. <laughs>
1: like, I would say yeah, because my the the, the <laughs> personal experiences like i've had like rough touches and then i've also had like like sweet soft touches Correct. like sexual touches but just like hand touches or like touching my arm or something like that like i've had softer touches but i don't know if i've ever considered them to be like feminine touches i don't know
2: no but there there was a, thre- a thread on twitter talk like little things just like what you guys are talking about and they'll say that's a feminine trait like it's ignorant like
0: Mm. no i definitely agree of the like separating what's masculine versus feminine like that is shallow it's ignorant it's society's way of saying putting it in a box of this should be masculine this should be feminine when in reality that's not the case because if People get to know me. They will understand I have some masculine tendencies and some traits. So, <laughs> I can very be very abrasive and I hit like a man. So,
1: regardless, I get what you're saying with that. But everyone, like Alicia Keys was talking about her son. And she said that everyone basically has feminine and masculine traits. And it's up to you to basically explore each side more or to just since we both all everyone has both to figure out what combination works best for you so i yeah that whole thing is, is really i'm giving traits of gender
2: yeah that too yeah and to
0: kind of um
2: stare back to to the whole bisexual men thing um there is a stigma of, or a stereotype, I guess you want to say, but I think stigma is the right word, Um, about, like, if a man has sex or sexual things done, well, voluntarily, I would say voluntarily, um, with another man that he's basically considered gay, even though, you know, like, the whole bisexual thing. And that kind of, like, stares you away. Like, it kind of makes you wonder, like, you know, is it a front? Because we do have, like, the situation of people coming out and not being able to. So, like, being ashamed, I guess, of being the 100% you, like, you don't want to get trapped into that whole situation.
1: It's really sad because... First of all, everyone should always just live in their truth and be themselves 100% and not be, like, criticized from the world for for it. And I also feel like it brings confusion because you could be dating someone who's struggling or going back and forth with themselves because they don't know what they want to do. They're scared to experiment or they're scared to just walk in their truth. Mm-hmm. It's, it's unfortunate. We need to just honestly be open, like... I don't understand what the big deal is. Like, love is love. That person is not affecting you in any way. That person is not paying your bills. They're not feeding you. I don't get why you you need to have such an opinion on someone else's life. Like, if you don't like it, cool. You don't have to like everything. Not everything is for everybody, but don't be hateful and do like just be nasty to those people. They are people. They bleed just like you bleed. Like, let people be them. It doesn't affect you. Keep it pushing. When it does affect you in this situation about like dating bisexual men, you again, you still don't have to be rude about it. If it's something you don't agree with, walk away from the situation and that's it. I just feel like as a society, we just have to do better with a lot of different things.
0: Besides the conversation of dating a bisexual man, we also came up we were also discussing this idea of society having women wait for men to approach them versus now things have changed a little bit more of women are sliding into dms women are going out to approach men and what are you what are y'all takes on whether you were whether you like being approached by men or whether or not you would go and approach a man
2: hmm. Well for me personally I would love a man to approach me but um if I am if we're friends if we're starting off as friends and stuff like that I guess you you're in a more comfortable state to actually want to approach the man in this situation granted you don't want to you want him to always approach you but you're in a state where you can you know it might you might be able to slide that in a little bit more slickly than to just, you know, try to talk to a guy that you don't even know. And that would be a lot harder or seem a little bit more, quote unquote, thirsty. Oh so, yeah.
1: Um, I feel like talking to older men and even older women, they always say that men, even Cyrus, one of our friends said it that men like to chase and it's like this chasing thing that they basically get high off of. Like, they thrive off of it. They love chasing women. But I would say that if it came down to it, life isn't always how you would want it to be. So I feel like I would approach a guy, even if it was somebody random. Like, I'm a huge flirt. And if I like somebody, I might, like, wink a little bit. Like, show something to let them know they're interested if it was a friend, I would also do it because what if they never thought about it like that? They just kept you in a friend category. But if you bring it up to them, they're like, oh, that could actually work or something like that. And also men can be shy, too, and not necessarily know how to approach you. So you could just kind of take the edge off. But I would prefer a man to come holla at you, girl. But, mm-hmm. but I'm like really interested in someone. I might I might go approach them. I'm a little taken aback
0: <laughs> uh, you are very flirtatious. I just don't see you going out to go approach no man. I feel like you'll send me or live to go approach them for you, but <laughs> you doing it on your own. But like in a party scene, like if we at the club or something like
2: that, yo, all bets are off at that point, right? like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm not approaching no man in no party or no daggone on club no I mean not approaching
2: him but you know giving the looks
0: giving no looks you ain't taking my number at no club this is just dating this ain't no relationship unless that's
2: what you are looking for at the moment but guess what guys don't be trying to find no love in no club so uh I mean it can happen happen. happen. (laughs) but don't be looking for no damn love in the
0: club okay yeah I ain't looking for a date in a club either, but <laughs> I don't want to talk to you in no club.
1: Listen, if you cute and we at a party, we dancing and we vibing, listen, I'm with it. That's what we gonna, we keep it today. We're going to dance and vibe on the floor,
0: and I'm going to go But home. you might
1: be like a real thingling. I met a couple people at a club, and it was like the real thing, wanted to be serious, wanted... Of relationship and all that stuff, so you can't count people out. We're good people, we're normal people. We go to a party, so there could be other good and normal people at a party, and y'all connect at a party and it just be good after that party. Just, you know, I'm not normal, but I, understand.
0: I, I definitely
2: agree on that. But don't be looking for those damn love at the party, just <laughs> 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 um,
0: say that, like,
2: oh gosh.
0: But to bring it back to answer the Mm -hmm. question myself, um, I am very bold in certain circumstances. I think I have approached a man, I think I can't recall, and no, I wasn't drunk nor (laughs) under (laughs) the influence, but (laughs) I don't remember because I probably don't remember the person. That's what it is. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. but i do i would rather be approached than me approaching but i get this i get the thing of men probably be nervous just as women to go up and approach them because you never know how it will go and i think it was saying um uh, when our double standards episode when aunt was saying that if i walked in If I walked in like a place somewhere, I would end up leaving with more numbers than he would as a man. Do y'all remember this? Yeah,
2: I I remember that, but then, but that also comes down to like, I don't want to say men are thirsty or like they're just always with it. Like they're they're the quick ones to be with it versus having to think about it, like how we would think about something like that. So I guess that's why we we would have like more numbers. And they might be shocked, like, what the hell? Like, okay. You know?
0: Mm, yeah. Like it's not the
2: norm. So that's why you might come out with the most numbers. That's why I personally think that. But Everybody get nervous. We shouldn't, but the man should be to go (laughs) get (laughs) it.
0: But I understand that they might be nervous approaching just as well as a woman might be approaching. And I think social media makes it a lot easier to approach someone. It's easy to block. Yes, because it's easier to block. And if you slide in a DM and they don't respond versus them not responding in your face, it's very different. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: But you're 10 times more likely to get shot down in the damn DMs versus
1: in person. But I feel like it doesn't take as much. And rejection sucks. But to be in person, that's like, oh, is different than you walking over to someone, getting all your nerves together to talk in person. Like, yeah, you probably get rejected more in the DMs. But I don't think it takes as much out of you. Like, if I got rejected in DMs, okay, so what? It's just Instagram? And then, exactly. but if I get reject, but it's not going to affect me as much. If I get rejected in person, it's like, dang. Like, it's different. I don't know. It's just different.
2: I don't know. It's, it's just weird. It's I think the whole sliding in the DMs thing is definitely weird, especially if we've never even talked in, like, comments or anything like that. Why
0: the hell are you hitting me up because you saw my pictures and it was cute to you? Usually when somebody see you, it's because of your physical appearance first. They don't know nothing about your personality, nothing of sorts. They it's can have look. Well, that,
2: that too, and they can see how you act around your friends in that small little minute. They probably was looking at you from that moment. We ain't talking about catcalling now. We
0: are not talking about <laughs> not I was in Subway. I was in subway I was standing in line I seen this man looking at me (laughs) he got his food because it was he was driving for I guess uber eats or something he got the food and left out I didn't even open my mouth yet to pay for my food or nothing this man then pulls I walk out he pulls his car around waited till I came outside pulled his car around waited and was like I think he was like I want to talk to you He was like, it's something about you. Nigga, you don't know me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, you like what you sing. Like, be up front. Yes, I know I'm beautiful. I know it inside and out. My heart matches my my appearance. Because if not, God will snatch it.
2: Okay, so can we add to that, too, that there could be an energy? Absolutely,
0: yes. Because I'm an energy person, so yes. I see people... (laughs) And feel people's vibes, yes. I'm, so I'm just giving the benefit of the doubt. We, that, we but no, him. he's seen what he's seen. <laughs> oh, my
2: God. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, uh, it's like, it's just weird. I don't know. I don't know. And then they be like, hey, beautiful. Like, shut up.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. kind of makes me smile when I get hit on in a dm like it's just like a another reminder like you look good girl keep with you girl you know
2: but i feel like they can get a lot closer to you if they try to comment on things that you post about like you have the opportunity to get to know somebody through social media quicker than you do from the outside just basically just by commenting on things, trying to get interested in what they're interested in too. And then you can end up having a com- an actual conversation just between you two. Like very true. That simple. And then for somebody to just hit you up and say, Hey, beautiful your DMs, you never seen them. They was so happened to be a damn following, you wouldn't even know. Like what?
0: I got one of those and I kept them on read. Actually I got two of those and I kept them on read recently.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: Listen, they gotta think about fake page and a, uh it's
1: just awful. <laughs> It is like When I get up, I always go to the page and I do a little stalking Not stalking, but I just like go to see if it It's a recon mm-hmm.
2: Yeah And then when they look too good to be true, it's like mm they fake
0: <laughs> Oh my gosh the hell? About all that girl crazy oh my gosh so to recap
2: this episode we've talked about deal breakers about deadline potential men about questions that we should ask and that are important to ask during the dating stage and different preferences that we prefer on how men or women should approach us or what kind of people we want to approach us All in all, know what you want, whether it's single, committed, or in between. Thank you for joining us on the couch. See you in two weeks. Please subscribe to our podcast, share with your family and friends, and follow us on at underscore Confessions from the Couch and on Facebook at Confessions FTC.